Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, and welcome to Ask an Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, engineer in uh, doing the show right now. I'm engineer on staff. We're broadcasting live from the Adafruit factory in downtown Manhattan. Uh, so we do all of our kitting and manufacturing and shipping and testing and coding and videoing. And uh, where we're broadcasting from right now with me is Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. Also puts together the show Sometimes. every Wednesday morning. Spends all day on it. So why don't you tell them what's on tonight's show? On tonight's show, the code is DINRAIL. DINRAIL. 10% off a native for star all the way up to probably midnight or when I remember to turn the code off. Use that code, anything in stock, 10% off. We have a bunch of live shows. We're going to talk about that, including a little bit about our show and tell. Time travel, look around the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, news, and a bunch of stuff that's going on. Help wanted a whole bunch of jobs on the Adafruit jobs board, jobs.adafruit.com. You can post your skills, or if you're a company looking for talent, which every company is right now, you can post your job there. Main York City factory footage, we do that here. It's uh, scenes, behind the scenes at Adafruit. We got some 3D printing videos and more. One of them um, is uh, pretty scary because it's like Ooh. teeth stuff. No. Yes. Uh, IMPI brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit. We're going to do some new products. We're going to answer your questions. And we do that over on Discord, adafruit.at slash Discord, where you can join all 31,000 of us 24 7, 365. It's a really great, safe, cool place that will uh, never hurt your feelings. All that and more on Ask an Engineer. Yay! Okay, so um, let me do a little bit of an update because okay. uh, I think this will be one of the last ones too. We have been uh, trying to get rid of COVID for a while, you yeah. know, as a society. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some stops and starts. But I am pleased to report that the Adafruit team is 100% vaccinated. We didn't need to do any mandates. There was nobody who wanted to do a test out. There was no request for exemptions in any way. We are done and we're celebrating. Um, if you want to see all the things that we do, go to adafruit.com slash open safely. We have uh, a brief overview, including all the stuff we're doing with the Heroes Act. And then we have a PDF. Uh, back in the day, uh, some companies had asked us, um, hey, like, what are your safety protocols? So I, I put a document together. Yeah. And so we just updated that as well. So. Um, We're safe. If you work at a company or if you run a company and you want to see what Adafruit does uh, in traditional Adafruit style, we uh, were very transparent and open with everything. And if you're an employee here, think about um, how uh, safe uh, you're, you are and the fact that we put that out there. Um, the idea that we're showing our protocols, I had talked to other business owners are like, we will never show that because we're worried about like, maybe we're not doing everything right. And I'm like, no, you should do the opposite. You should put it out there and work with your team. And then you could be really proud of how you're doing stuff so well together. Um, we just hired a bunch of people at Adafruit and people were leaving jobs to come work at Adafruit because they said I wasn't safe at my previous job. So I think it's a good idea. And anyways, adafruit.com slash open safely. And, uh, you know. Thanks, Adabot. Um, I'm, I'm uh, cautiously optimistic, but I think this, uh, this October, the thing that we're in right now, is uh, the, the big next chapter for a lot of us, uh, getting to the things that we want to do and the things we love, and hopefully we'll be able to see a lot of people in person over the next uh, forever. Okay, so that's the, uh, the COVID-related stuff, which I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired of doing that. Um, so we do free stuff in addition to uh, having that code, Lady Ada. What are the yeah. things they get when they buy? Right now, the freebies we have are $99 or more, a free promo proto half-size breadboard. Uh, $149 or more, you get a free STEMA QT board from a range of 20 different boards that we have, uh, whatever's in stock. If you make an account, we'll send you a different one each time. Uh, $199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. Okay, cool. So we do a bunch of live shows. We just did the show and tell this week. Yes. Um, next week, we're also going to do the show and tell. Um, so stop by if you want. And uh, I would say uh, there's all of all of the projects are good and everything. But I would say if you want to see the beginning of, uh, or I guess it's not the beginning, if you want to see where Scott's at with doing this really neat thing with CircuitPython on a Raspberry Pi, uh, tune into that portion because you can see, I think, I mean, it's a very advanced form of Blink. Yes, is, uh, is the, but it's is running the, on, a, demo. on a Cortex-A8, which is funny. Yeah, on Sunday we do Desk of Lady Ada. New graphics. Yeah, we got new graphics, new song. We're doing a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, 
it's time to uh, polish up some of the some of the art across our properties and channels and more. So we do it in two parts. What did you show this, this week? week um, I showed that I got autofocus uh, firmware working on the um, O. V5640, which is a camera module that has autofocus capability. Um, and then um, having done that, I, I redesigned the breakout because it's like I had to change some stuff around to, to power the voice coil motor. Um, but that was super fun. Yeah. And then we do, uh, where in the world is that part I need? Well, that's the song, but it's called The Great Search. And we do that with DigiKey and Lady Ada. And this is uh, something we started before the global chip shortage, but uh, every week you help people find the parts they need. What was the part that you helped people find this week? Yeah, so the camera module that I'm using uh, can get quite hot if you run it for a very long time, so I thought it would be uh, useful um, to find a small heat sink that I could fit on the back of the PCB to help cool it down. Um, and I realized I'd never shown how to uh, spec and source heat sinks off of DigiKey, so I show that. I get a little small, I think 8 by 8 or 10 by 10 millimeter um, heat sink with fins that you can uh, glue onto the back and will probably help keep the camera module nice and cool. All right, so come by uh, Sunday nights. Uh, I'm there. We do Desk of Lady Ada and you'll see a little glimpse of the future and maybe you'll find that part that uh, is impossible to find right now. Yeah. On Tuesdays we do JP's product pick. It is, I think, the only uh, show that broadcasts live from a product page. I'll say this, I did stumble on Amazon the other day, and I don't know if I was part of some weird A-B testing, Yeah. but they had a live video, and they were talking about the thing that you can buy. Oh yeah. There was a little bit of a disconnect between like, I wanna buy it and I wanna watch this thing, but um, you know, like they bought Twitch, you know, it's it's like, this is where- They have a video, they own the video, they, streaming, they video streaming back end of, of the yeah. internet, so why so, not? So um, anyways, the way we do it is JP broadcasts from the product page and there is a discount automatically uh, applied. You don't have to do a discount yes. code or anything. So here's this week's Take It Away JP. It is the haptic motor controller board. So I've got the DRV2605L connected over I squared C to my QDPI. It's being sent commands to run different waveforms when I press the different buttons. There, my little motor, I've actually stuck it with some blue tack onto a piezo pickup so that I can amplify it so you can hear it. Different click. Check out this one, this one's really cool. This is a ramp down. And here's the ramp up. There's a triple click. There's just a big buzz. All of the different things that you do on your device, be it cap capacitive touch, be it real buttons, be it some sort of controller like this, you can have the user feel them, which is really cool. So that's the product pick of the week this week. It is the DRV2605L. It is a haptic motor controller. And don't forget on Thursdays, there's John Park's workshop. And during John Park's workshop, there is the CircuitPython Parsec section. I got a bunch of stuff in the show tonight, so I'm going to skip playing that video. Friday, I suggest you check out Scott's deep dive because he will literally be diving deep into a Raspberry Pi to get CircuitPython on it. So, yes. Um, watch. It is a fun, it's a fun party uh, learning computer architecture from the outside in and the inside out. Yeah. All right, time travel. Um, we're going to... We're gonna travel through time and space. Okay. I, I think. I'm into that. Yeah, I think so. Um, so first up, uh, we have a new video on our site. Uh, this is from Natalie and Yay. Diana, and this is the STEM chat, Halloween, potion making for kids, trick or treat at home, and more. And uh, I have a little bit of a speed up if you want to. Uh, I think I have a speed up. Do I have a speed up of this? I don't remember if I did. Where would it be if I did? No, I don't. Okay, we'll just pretend it's going fast. I just have I just have this screenshot, which is the thumbnail for the video. Anyways, go watch it. It's really good, especially if you have uh, youngins and you want to do a Halloween project with them. Um, both Natalie and Diana are excellent educators, so do check it out. Next up, uh, time travel. Um, this one is... Uh, I've been really busy for like the last 18 months, but I'm trying to get back to some stuff that I, that I want to do. And one of the things that um, it's been, there's been like multiple crises going on. And you know, the next one coming up or the one that's currently here is what are we going to do about planet stuff? 
And uh, Lamore went to school with uh, Saul Griffith. He did Have Tune, Squid Labs, got a Genius Award, uh, and all sorts of stuff. So he has a new book. And uh, you can go to rewiringamerica.org, and it's called Electrify. And it's an optimist playbook for our clean energy future. And uh, I'm currently reading it because uh, I've been reading, like, you know, uh, New York State COVID regulations and, like, just dealing with uh, running a business during all this in the last 18 months. But this is something I, I, I want us as Adafruit to show there is an optimistic view of the future, but we're going to need people to consider things like electrifying stuff and migrating from certain things like uh, gas-powered water heaters at home to electric ones. And you don't have to do it all at once. Um, but uh, Saul did a really good job of putting this together. I saw the book launch um, video that they had, and uh, it was great. And uh, I think this is one of the things... I don't think we're going to solve it with a hashtag or a bunch of carbon credits, which is just like, you know, one day we'll fix it. So I think this is a this is a realistic way to address some of the things. It doesn't fix everything. It doesn't address everything. But there is there is a path forward, um, and it involves engineering and technology, and there is ways to do stuff. So uh, here's a little bit of a trailer for the book. It's only 30 seconds, so I thought I'd play it. And then we're going to... I'm going to finish the book, I'm going to send questions over to Saul, I'm going to interview him, and then I'm going to see what things uh, make sense uh, for us to say, like, oh, if you want to do this type of thing in, over the next 20 years, here's some things that we do now at Adafruit. Like, you have a really good solar tracker. We do a lot of neat things. Adafruit I.O. is all about sensor logging. Um, a lot of our stuff is low power. And, uh, you know, we're a New York company. Our footprint's super low. We don't take planes or cars or do anything. So, you know, we're, we try to do everything we can but there's always more you can do. So here's a little bit of a uh, overview of the book. In his new book, Electrify, inventor and engineer Saul Griffith outlines a revolutionary but realistic path to reversing climate change without drastic lifestyle changes. Just by replacing old appliances and cars with electric ones as they retire and upgrading our energy grid, we solve almost half of the problem. This buys us time to tackle more difficult sectors of the economy and creates millions of jobs in the process. We have to start now, and it's going to take everyone. Get your copy of Electrify from MIT Press. Order now at rewiringamerica.org. So anyways, um, I got my copy from like bookshop.org. It's an independent um, bookseller, but it's also available in all the places you'd expect. You can also go to MIT Press in Kendall yeah. Square. Oh, you know what? I did have a little thumbnail, so uh, oh, yeah. let's go. So this is the time travel section. I can do anything I want and go back in time anytime I want. Green, oh. green Knight style. Okay. And so here's just a quick speed up of of the the chat and all Ooh, the things that you can make. Ooh, these potions. No, I know this is this is gold. Oh, potion drinks. Oh, so you can make like a little kid drinks and adult potions with yeah, adult. Yeah. Get them started early. Adult alcohol. Um. So uh, next up. Be useful, um, kids. Make me a gin and tonic. Yeah. Okay. So because our team is feeling pretty good about our, you know operating safely, vaccinated stuff. Um, we're decorating around here at Adafruit. So uh, here's Lady Ada and Ashley. We're decorating different parts of Adafruit. Um, I just wanted to show what we're up to. Um, we ha Here's a little video um, of our lobby. It, it, things are different. This was like hour one. Um, Ashley wanted to do this. Uh, she project managed this she, like a beast. Yeah, she, she already, uh, I think she said, uh, I'm Halloween. 364, I just have to, like, you know, dress down those other days. Yeah. And so... Like, the day after, you might be like, I want to wear pajamas. Yeah. But she so, really is. She's, like, so we have this, goffed out every day. So I managed to get one of these big skeletons, and uh, we're doing fun stuff with it. This is the default skeleton. Don't worry. We're going to do some cool stuff with it. But uh, Yeah, we just set this up away. and test it out. Yeah. <laughs> So I've got some AdaBox news. So here's the news. There's good news and there's news. The good news is you're probably thinking there's no way AdaBox could possibly ever ship because there's a global chip supply shortage. There's a shipping crisis. Uh, everything is going wrong 
And, the uh, airports are clogged, the yeah. ports are clogged, yeah. the railways are clogged, Floods there's everywhere. no truckers everywhere. So yeah. the good news is we are shipping Adabox now-ish. The other news is there's a good chance you're not going to get it by Halloween, and sorry, because everything... We really tried. We, we, we even actually got everything months early. Months ago. And then um, all so, the pallets got stuck for weeks. So right now, there's still some remaining things that are making its way so we can ship. Yeah. So you'll see your shipping notification shortly. If this is the worst thing that ever happened to you, just cancel your Adabox subscription. Yeah, just then, email and, then, and we'll cancel and you won't, and we then, won't ship you one yeah, and you won't have to worry about it being late. Yeah, and then like come back to it next year when like the world is healed and it's not. It's going to probably be a little weird for a while. So um, my, just, my request is like if this is like, like don't be mean to the staff and like email and be like, where is it? I can't believe this. You're just like don't do that because I think we all have. Uh, Look, I, I can't get my matcha tea in the morning. I like, I like a nice matcha and they're like, we don't have any and we don't know when we're gonna get any. So that's the world we're living in now. Yeah. We went it's to- It's cool. Yeah, we went to the store and I'll just leave out the store. And- It's like bare shells. And cool. they removed all, they removed everything. Cause you could tell some of these big box stores, like they only yeah. get stuff via sea freight. So anyways, if this is not, if that's not gonna work out for you, just email and cancel it. You can start it up later. But um, there's a chance you might get it, but I, I in our business, we have to say like, no, like you're, you're not going to get it, but there's a chance, but you will start seeing the shipping stuff and it will make its way. Um, you can look online, everything is slow. Even if we shipped everything last week, there's a good chance just with delays everywhere, it would still not make it. So anyways, we're going to try our best, but um, that's the news. Um, but thank you for the folks that are patient. Really appreciate you. Okay, Colin's lab, we have videos from Colin on Monday's Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, except for this week. Colin's off this week. So I'm going to show um, three of these back to back. Okay. Um, uh, the last one is the fritzing one, which I really liked. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people don't know about fritzing. So take it away, Colin. So you have this 5 volt microcontroller powered by 5 volts and speaking 5 volts only on its digital I.O. pins. To communicate safely with a 3.3 volt board, like say an I squared C based sensor, you'll need a translator, specifically a logic level shifter. This board will convert the voltage levels and make communication safe and possible. Because I'm using this for I2C communication, I chose the BSS138 level converter. It uses NXP's official method for shifting between I2C devices with pull-up resistors to boot. Just make sure you put the lower voltage signal, like 3 volt, on the LV side and the higher voltage signal on the HV side. This board can also be used for UART serial and very slow SPI data, just not a great pick for NeoPixels or high-speed signals. This servo motor has a kind of superpower. On top of basic control via the standard 3-pin connector, it has an additional wire for reading position of the internal potentiometer. Reading the voltage on this wire provides a reference to the servo's position, which can be used in code to improve accuracy so that the servo knows where it is. But beyond that, this lets us use the servo not just as a motor, but as a position sensor. By reading the servo position at regular intervals and saving those values to memory, we can record a sequence of movement. And once digitized, we can use that sequence of values to then reposition the servo again later turning the internal potentiometer back to a previous position with each step and effectively recreating the movement. Fritzing is open source electronics design software for Windows, Mac, and Linux with a user-friendly, parts-oriented approach. It's free for those willing to build the app from source or download from the GitHub releases, otherwise the pre-built download requests a donation. The app is a good start-to-finish option for anyone looking to get into designing electronics with a low barrier of entry. While lacking support for some advanced features common to CAD tools, fritzing is easier to get started with, featuring a unique breadboard editor, which by itself can be a great tool for creating educational graphics. This view works in concert with the schematic and PCB editing tools as a natural path from circuit to physical PCBs. You can even send your design out for fabrication from within the app.
Okay, help wanted. This is uh, our jobs board at jobs.adafruit.com. Um, this is free, and we um, we review each one because uh, we good don't like good posts for good jobs. We don't like sketchy, scammy stuff. No. So um, this week it's uh, one company that has a ton of stuff. So this is the folks who do light pong. Um, it's uh, they were on the Chantel yesterday. They were on the uh, Chantel. So. Software security engineer, QA engineer, testing manager, gameplay programmer, firmware developer. But oh, wait, there's more. There's more. Network programmer, backend developer, frontend developer, UX UI designer. So check those out. Jobs idea for kind of like anything you do, they're probably hiring. Maybe firmware. Okay. Okay. It's All time. Right. Blinka, 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 blinka. What's new? Yeah, we. Got I'm wearing my Circuit Python shirt, so I'm. You are. I'm in style. That is the rule. That's the dress code here. Yes. Um, so this week in the newsletter, we got a bunch of stuff going on. So I guess I got to, so yeah, on. I got to remind uh, myself and others. Go to adafruitdaily.com and just hit the button that says Python and microcontrollers. And remember, we don't spam. This is not connected to your Adafruit store account. We purposely did that so we could prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that we will never do anything like harvest your email, remarket it, do anything. So it's there. Unsubscribe anytime, or subscribe because you know we're not gonna. We're not going to mess with you. So this week, uh, there's a bunch of events going on. So the RISC V Summit is happening. This is uh, PyCon US 2020. The planning is starting. Check out the PyCon blog. Um, there is a giant amount of keyboards that are coming out. Since we do uh, HID stuff with CircuitPython, it seems to be the choice. If we're doing a keyboard that has an RP2040 This in is it, a really cute keyboard. Yeah, this is nice. Um, and then I'm glad uh, we added that low-level keypad support. Yes, uh, boot, boot sequence chart for Circuit Python Seven. Um, there's Hacktoberfest. There's the um, Halloween Hackfest. It is still open. Yeah. Hardware month. Um, I thought this was neat. Someone oh, uh, built a little a IoT um, flower pot using Circuit Python. Um, a little reminder for Scott and JP. Um, we interviewed Simon Monk did a programming Pico. There's a chapter on CircuitPython, and there's also a bunch of MicroPython. We'll have Simon on the show and tell next week. And then there's just an unending amount of stuff. And then I thought this was kind of neat. This is, uh, you know, it's basically like our Feather RP2040, um, but these folks have one. And uh, I like I like what I'm seeing. Uh, in the More in, feathers. In, well, it's a Feather, and, you know, now it's all it's about, STEM like, does, does it run CircuitPython? Yes. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, so check out all this stuff and more. And then this week I have one video, and this is the camera stuff that you're working on. So mm. I'm going to play that. Okay. Hey, data, what is this? Okay, I've been playing around with lots of camera modules to get camera vision data in CircuitPython into uh, like an ESP32-S2. And this camera is kind of neat. Inside it actually has a voice coil, so it can do autofocus. I've loaded in the autofocus firmware, and you can even see... Uh, here's the little camera, and I'm powering it from 3 volts. You can see it's like trying to do the autofocus mode. So if I put something in front of it, it can actually do macro shots. And if I put this away, it'll focus on us. So, um, so far, so good. It's kind of neat. You can even hear a little clicking sound when it does the autofocusing. Um, the voice coil actually, like, literally moves the lens back and forth. This is what happens in your smart cam. But now it works in CircuitPython. So that's great. Um, I'm going to write this up and release a driver for this OV5640 camera with voice coil. And that is this week's Python on hardware. Next up, we're an open source hardware company, and to prove it, we have a bunch of documentation and code and files and more. We put those often on our learning system. Adafruit's learning system has 2,561 guides. Oh, that's a good number. This week on the Big Board Lady Ada, I'm going to start with the uh, uh, this one, and then I'll and then I'll go to each one after. Um, yeah, I think me. I think we did an update. Uh, Liz uh, updated the firmware um, code for the Mini LED Audio Visualizer, so the guide's yeah. not new, but there's new code. And then um, Carter also updated the our accessing Adafruit PCB Design Files guide. Um, he added a section on uh, taking measurements using the built-in Eagle measurement tool. Um, and we wrote a guide on submitting Arduino code to the learning systems for guide authors for the most part. Um, and I think also Katni and Philby finished up the iLights, LED glasses, and driver guide, including more examples. 
Um, JP finished up the guide for uh, adding wireless LEDs, inductive LEDs to uh, models with a couple different examples. Yeah, I'm going to, so uh, Lego teamed up with Flickr for a contest. And uh, I have some Lego history that I'm not gonna get into. Um, so I'm gonna enter these photos into the Lego contest because I'm gonna put them on our Flickr page. And uh, if there's voting, everyone, I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, so what we did is we put these little LEDs inside the Legos, and uh, we're never going to call them wireless Lego. Wireless. We're not going to. We're not going to say the word Lego in there. But um, but anyways, there's a contest, so we're going to do that. Okay. That's the idea. Um, we also have a guide for the uh, Adafruit AT Tiny Eight One Seven breakout. Katni uh, wrote up um, demos for both Arduino and CircuitPython. Uh, using this board. Um, you can use it as a dev board, but we kind of advertise it and are selling it as a Seesaw um, platform because it's preparing with Seesaw. And then Katni's also been going through the Welcome to CircuitPython guide and giving it a big scrub down. A lot has changed in the last couple of years with CircuitPython, um, and we want to um, optimize this guide, uh, correct any um, out-of-date information, update some examples, um, and maybe uh, simplify some of the demos since we have so much hardware now that uh, we should probably just show one wiring diagram and then send people to guides um, if, they, uh, if they need more details. Yeah. All right. It's time for some main New York City factory footage. And it wouldn't be New York City factory footage unless you saw the Disney complex being birthed across the street. It is so loud right now. Uh, it was outside. Day. It was so loud. We were like, we have to go inside. It was so loud. It was so loud. All right. 3D printing time. It is. Okay, so we got two things. We've got this... Uh, LED, LED glove, glove thing, it Lego has Lego bricks yeah, and stuff. And then charging, we have yeah. this really cool speed up of a uh, drill bit holder that is... Uh, Teeth. It's, it's freaky. Uh, some people will think this is great and delightful and some people will uh, shriek with horror. So uh, let's play it. Hey, what's up folks? In this project we're building with wireless LEDs. This uses electromagnetic fields and inductive coupling to pass power through the air. Each LED has little coils soldered to them so they can light up wirelessly with a distance of about 15 centimeters or 6 inches. This kit comes with a large inductive coil and 10 wireless LEDs. We designed and 3D printed pieces so we can fit them into LEGO compatible bricks. We think this looks the best with transparent bricks so you can illuminate pieces like these infinity stones. The inductive coil is secured to a foam core board with Kapton tape so it can be propped up vertically. We're using an adjustable power supply to light up all of the LEDs so we can easily adjust the brightness. We designed two different sizes of LEGO compatible bricks. One houses a single LED and the other can fit two LEDs. The LEDs are fitted inside the 3D printed brick and they twist to lock them into place. This makes them non-destructive so you can still pop them out if you ever need to. 
The double LED brick uses a divider that holds them tightly in place so they won't rattle once fitted inside. We found these two sizes work with just about any combination of bricks so you can use the right one to eliminate your builds. For more information and project examples, be sure to check out John Park's Learn Guide. We hope this inspires model makers and builders alike to start using wireless LEDs to light up their builds. Thanks for watching and make sure to subscribe for more 3D printing projects from Adafruit. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, we got to do this. So uh, tune in on Wednesdays to 3D Hangouts with Noah Pedro and learn how to make all this stuff and more. Okay, before we go on to the next segment, don't forget DINRAIL's code. Code DINRAIL, 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 10% off the native store. All right, ladies, it's time for INMPI. That's right. INMPI. This week's INMPI brought to you by DigiKey Natefruit is? It's from ST. Um, we've got uh, another one of the ST sensors, and this is one that's actually available in stock. Uh, ST makes a lot of sensors. I like to sprinkle them throughout the year because uh, I don't like to have only one vendor, but um, they do make amazing time of flight sensors. Uh, so this week's uh, product is the um, VL53L5CX. Now, ironically, um, the actual sensor does not have that printed on it so nicely, um, but that is the, the part number. And this may sound familiar because um, ST has made a lot of sensors in this family called, um, uh, I think, the Flight Sense family of time of flight sensors. Um, so um, the way it works is inside is, you know, an infrared. Uh, laser and it actually like literally bounces light off an object and measures how much time it takes to get back. Um, and they started with like the VL6180, uh, which, you know, I think was about like a meter distance max. And then um, they had the uh, VL53L0X, the 53L1X, um, the 53LCX, and then now the VL53L5CX. This is the five, and four was the three, four was the one, four was zero. So it's like the number is incrementing, and they skipped four. Why? I don't know. Um, but um, this version of the sensor, um, it's the same idea. It does uh, distance uh, measurements using time of flight. But one thing that's kind of, um, oh, sorry, this is the um, showing, you know, that it measures uh, photon distance. Um, but what's really neat about um, the V53 VL5 is that um, it now has a, a matrix of, of eight by eight that it can use to do, um, you know, like LIDAR in, in two-dimensional space, not just point. So if you see here the history of, of these chips, um, starting with the, the 6180, and we have breakouts for, you know, all the early ones. Um, you know, as they got better and better, the distance got better, so 20 centimeters to 80 centimeters, to 200 to 400. Um, and then with the VL53LX, um, it does multi-target or multi-zone detection. Um, so what does that mean? Um, okay, so go to the next slide. Um, you can see kind of at the bottom right is the multi-zone distance detection. So you can basically, instead of just having a single point of light that you like throw at the whatever object you're bouncing off of, which is how all the other sensors work, they were a single point distance sensor, it'll actually split up the field of view, which is about 60 degrees, into a four by four or eight by eight grid, um, and then tell you the distances for all of those um, items. Now, it's not going to be as fast, because it's going to, it actually does like, 
you know, it's usually 60 hertz, and I think it actually does one 60 hertz measurement time, either four by four or eight by eight. But it's kind of cool because you actually kind of get like a grid of measurements and you can do stuff like gesture sensing or like um, object detection. You can do some basic machine learning on it um, because you get many more points of data. Um, you can, uh, you know, showing here um, the, the eight by eight grid and the distance. So you can start doing things like, you know, if your hand is going back and forth, not just up and down, or if it's moving in a circle. Um, I have a demo I'll show, you know, kind of what the, the quality is, although I think, you know, we can do more filtering on it. Um, but uh, it, it, it actually works. Like you can get data and um, across, again, a range of up to uh, four meters, 400 centimeters for each data point in the eight by eight grid. Um, and this is what it looks like. Um, you know, you can do four by four, you can do eight by eight. I didn't try four by four, I've only tried eight by eight. Why would you do four by four? It's much faster um, because you don't have to measure as many data points. So, you, you know, you pick the which one you want. What I like about um, ST is they're now releasing an ultralight driver for their sensors. So this is a sensor that's actually quite easy to port to a microcontroller. You can port it, you know, people port it to Arduino, you can port it to um, you know, whatever chipset you want. Um, historically, it's been very hard to get drivers that weren't tied specifically to whatever chipset and IDE um, the company wants to use. So if it's like NXP, it'll only work with MCU Expresso. And then if it's, you know, Atmel or Microchip, it'll only work with, um, you know, Atmel Studio or the, or the PIC IDE or MP IDE. But what's nice is um, this driver is completely agnostic and you can use it with GCC or Keel or whatever you want. Um, all you have to do is implement the I squared C uh, and GPIO um, data rights and I think like a delay and it'll actually do the rest of it, which is pretty cool. We even uh, designed a breakout, although it's not done yet, um, but um, it wasn't too hard to put it together. Again, the pinouts are, even though it's not physically the same size as the VL53 L1 or L0, um, the pinouts are very similar, like the, the overall design is not that much different. Um, they did add a um, I squared C uh, low power, like I squared C reset, that's the I reset pin. Um, and that's to allow people, one of the things that's always been a little annoying is there's a fixed I squared C address and there's no um, I squared C address jumpers. And if you want to have like a bunch of these, you can hook them up on the same bus and um, put them into reset, like all but one put it into reset and you can reset it into a new I squared C address. Um, but it always meant you had to like physically like actually reset the whole thing. Now there's just I squared C reset, so it's a little easier to just turn off only the I squared C section without having to um, turn off the whole chip because it does take a couple seconds to boot. And best of all, it's in stock. Available on DigiKey, 257 when I checked. Um, 957. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, 957, so there's quite a few. Yeah. Um, pick them up, they also have some dev kits. Um, I'll show off, I got like little breakout boards, but they also have Nucleo, um, you know, add-ons for, for ST development boards. You wanna show your demo? Yeah, I'll show the demo, so this is the, um, Uh, so this is the, I got two breakout boards because I'm smart, I always get, sorry, I actually came with two breakout boards um, in this little kit. This one's nice because it just gives you the sensor here as you can see, um, and then a bunch of pins, and then like I, I think this is a 2.8 volt LDO um, soldered on, and um, the, uh, you can even kind of see this blinking here, that's the time of flight uh, laser, uh, you know, coming out um, from, the, from the sensor. And then, you know, it's diffraction graded into the 4x4 or 8x8. Do you want to move this over here? So this is a clue board. And I'll say, like, I think this needs a little bit more work. This is, like, me spending, like, you know, a couple hours on it only. Um, you know, it definitely, um, if I put my hand and then I tilt my hand, you can see the tilt of the hand does, you know, change the gradient from, you know, being light on... I can, if I tilt my hand, it does, you know, it does do um, some detection. What would be really good, I think, to do next is um, I want to do some bipolar um, uh, interpolation, um, just like we did with our thermal cameras. Um, but you, I can see how you can do, like, gesture sensing uh, recognition. 
And they also have a video on um, using this for water level sensing. Apparently, it's another that. really good use. If you don't want to actually dunk something in water, yeah. um, you can just have this because it, it can do four or eight meters. Some of the versions of this chip can do eight meters. Um, so that's this chip. So, you know, basically the, the upshot is it's a, very similar to the previous 53L1Xs, but it now does this eight by eight grid. Um, so you can use it as like a micro LIDAR for, you know, robotics applications or gesture recognition. All right, and that's this week's Eye on MPI. Yay! Eye on MPI. All right, we're going to just keep rolling into the uh, next segment, which is everybody's favorite segment. No, no, no. So uh, first up, we have some coming soon. It's a big announcement from yes. Raspberry Pi. They're teaming up with, you know, tonight is Lego theme. It They're teaming Lego up theme. with Lego. Yep. This is a Raspberry Pi built hat. Yes, it has an RP2040. We do not own any of these. Otherwise, believe me, I would show you yeah, one. Um, it's, a, it's a hat, hardware on attached to the top of a Raspberry Pi. Plugs into your 2x20 Raspberry Pi. So anything from a Pi uh, 2 uh, or 1B plus up to a Pi 4, Pi 0. And um, it is designed, uh, if you go back, it's got four slots for sensors or motors. Um, the, these slots, I believe they're uh, two I squared C pins, two motor pins, uh, and two power pins, I think. Um, maybe a PWM pin. But these are um, used with Lego, Spike, and like Mechatronics robotics parts. So, um, you know, one nice thing about, you know, we sell robotics parts, we just sell like raw motors and stuff. But the stuff that comes from Lego is durable. I mean, it's meant for kids and PhD students alike, um, both of which are very destructive human beings, um, to play with robotics and sensors and, and have this very simple plug and play system. Um, you know, that said, I think, you know, even though they're doing MicroPython with, um, you know, Lego Mechatronics products now, you might want to have something more powerful. You might want to integrate it with Minecraft. You might want to integrate it with Scratch. You might want to integrate it with Python. Attaching it to a Raspberry Pi um, and then using the Python library that has been written um, will make it a lot easier for people to be able to do like quite advanced robotics. Another thing is the camera on the Raspberry Pi is really powerful. You can do machine learning stuff where yeah. the camera on the Raspberry Pi is recognizing stuff and then moving the motors um, through the uh, build hat. Uh, I'm just going to toss in a prediction. So the Raspberry Pi Trading Co., you know, they, they took funding. Yeah. And uh, eventually, you know, you got to sell. Yeah. Uh, that's or go public or yeah. something. Something. Uh, why wouldn't Lego just buy them? That'd be a nice. That'd be sure. That'd be a pretty good match. Good Anyways, match. speaking of Raspberry Pi stuff, uh, there's also a power supply that goes it's with coming this. Coming soon though. This also coming soon. Don't have them yet. So the 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 build hat requires a power supply, and this is an eight volt six amp power supply. It's a it's a little bit of an odd voltage, right? Eight volts. It's like not five, and it's not nine, um, and it needs six amps because you know the motors are are quite chunky. They can draw you know an amp or two a piece. Um, so uh, this power supply is designed specifically for the build hat, and the build hat has a, a step-down converter, so it'll also power the Raspberry Pi when you use this power supply. So um, we'll hopefully get uh, both of these uh, again, you know, chip, between chip shortages and, and shipment uh, delays. But yeah, we'll um, hopefully we'll get these by the holidays. Next up. Okay, next up, um, retail. You know, we're talking to the ARM. Uh, foundation and, and real tech and they were like, hey, can you carry some real tech stuff? And we're like, yeah, we'll carry what, what do you think we should carry? And they're like, well, why don't you carry the real tech Amoeba IoT dev kit? And I was like, okay, yeah, this is kind of an interesting dev kit. Um, Amoeba is interesting. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely high competition right now for microcontrollers, especially ARM Cortex microcontrollers and similar, um, where there's a Wi-Fi and or Bluetooth module uh, built into the core. And um, that's what um, Amoeba is. It's a, you know, the module that you see there, it's, it's kind of a chunky module, but it has a, a dual core ARM processor. I think it has Wi-Fi, has BLE5 um, support. So it's kind of like an IoT processor and it's designed to be low cost, easy to use. And one thing that is nice about it compared to um, Espressive Core, it uses ARM. There could be situations where you're like, I really need an ARM core. Um, to do the development, maybe I'm using pre-compiled binaries, or maybe I have optimizations that, uh, or I just really like the ARM uh, Cortex uh, system. I don't want to have this, you know, alternative uh, Tensilica processor. Um, in which case, uh, check this out. So uh, it's a dev board. Let me zoom in. Okay, 
Um, so this is the, the module itself, and uh, it's got a tin, and it's got the antenna. Uh, it's got audio output, it's got microphone input, it's got a couple buttons here. Um, on the back, it's got a micro SD slot. This is a USB serial converter. It, uh, I don't believe it has native USB. Although I could be wrong. Actually, it looks like it does. This is probably the native USB. And this is the FT232R. So this is the uh, USB serial converter. So used for debugging. Um, this does have uh, Arduino core support through uh, Realtek. You can download a board support package. And they have example code for um, using it with, uh, with Arduino to connect to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Um, you know, I always like carrying like, all, you know, lots of different chipsets. We've carried like 10 different Wi-Fi boards and uh, this is another one. Yeah. It's not for beginners. I think if you want something that has tons of examples, um, maybe use uh, Espresso or use a Raspberry Pi. But, you know, there are situations where you might want to experiment with a new platform or you want to use Amoeba. This dev kit's great. Okay, and uh, next up, the stars of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our community, our customers, our team, and everyone here tonight are some DINRAIL stuff. That's why the code is DINRAIL. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get back to having some more Din Adafruit made stuff, but uh, in the meantime, it's some DINRAIL. DINRAIL. So you got so two things. We got two different ones. Yeah. So people really do like our DINRAIL, um, like, breakout boards and stuff, and I was like, well, we should carry something that's just like a, kind of a simple terminal block. Um, so we have two options. One's like a one-to-one... -one 10 by 10, and one's a two by six. So let's go to I the- mean, I like showing these photos of mine. I know, there's like snakes. Okay, so yeah. let's go to the uh, overhead and I'll show the, 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 the 10 by 10, for lack of a better word. So this one, uh, you know, again, there's a, this is a terminal block and you can uh, push to, you know, I don't want to break my nail, but you can use a, a screwdriver um, to press in to release um, or plug in stranded core or solid core wire. Um, this one, if you see there's numbers, the number goes from one to 10. So each one of these, each 10 terminal blocks, uh, they connect through one to the other side. So this blue wire is connected to this blue wire, this white wire to the white wire, this green wire to the green wire. So this is for like, you know, basically making wiring jigs. Um, of course, the slots on these terminal blocks are kind of chunky. So if you, if you want to connect multiple wires inside, you could probably do like two or, you know, or three. Uh, 22 gauge wires on each side, but it really is like a one-to-one -one connector. And then on the bottom, there's the dim rail slot. And then the two by six, this is kind of a power distribution bus. So on one side, there's only a two pin connector and there's a little plus and a minus. So you can imagine you have power in here, plus and minus. And on the other side, there's a whole row. The top row is plus and the bottom row is minus and you get six of each. So this is really good for like, okay, I want to distribute uh, my five volt or 12 volt or eight volt power in and then out. Um, I can see this being used for like NeoPixel strips. You know, you have like one gigantic 10 amp power supply coming in here and then strips going out to individual NeoPixel strips on the other side. Um, either way, they fit perfectly on classic DIN rail. This is my little magical piece of DIN rail. Um, and for the folks who aren't familiar with DINRAIL, when, where would these DINRAILs be besides, you know, this demo in your hand? Like, where, where, where do these exist? The only thing is it's always hard for me to remember which way it goes. Um, where do they exist in the world? So they're often used in, um, well, industrial and uh, mechatronic projects, like when people are doing uh, industrial projects, because um, basically you can just attach stuff to this, this standard. It's DIN just means it's a standard railing. Um, and you can move stuff around. So I see these in robotics. I see this in automation processing. I see this um, when people are um, building room-sized projects where they want to um, yeah. mount electronics securely, but it's still like exposed and you can get to it. What about like uh, server racks? S server racks, I don't think they use DINRAIL, but you can attach DINRAIL to server yeah. racks. Sometimes, you know, they'll have a, um, the servers usually go into, uh, you know, one U slots. Yeah. Um, I think DIN rails are, I don't think that's what they use in server rooms, but I could be wrong. But they, you know, for, for other parts of the server room, they might, you know, yeah. on the wall if they want to mount something. Um, but I see that, you know, basically whenever people do large projects, um, it's kind of a favorite. M mechanical engineers love this shit, by yeah. the way. Folks are saying PLC controls inside of kiosks, telco closets, inside yeah. of server cabinets. Yeah, yeah, cabinets and closets. Because it's easy, you know, there's a lot of mounting holes you drill this on, and then you can yeah. easily slide things around, attach it, detach it. It's a, it's a way of doing attachment. Um, and then you can, um, sometimes you can uh, 
loosen these or you can pull this up and then you can yeah, you there's know, screws remove on the it. side maybe that there's something yeah. on that anyways uh so we have a couple didn't wheel things like breakouts and stuff and now we just have yeah a little yeah. bit of more didn't wheel party going on here and that's new products all right great we have plenty of time we'll do some yeah questions. we uh we had to get out a little earlier tonight yes. so we uh uh put we got everything in but uh it was it was important for us to uh to, to get we get to everything finished by you know a certain time tonight because we're busy it's an is, hour it's long good busy. show yeah, yeah. we're finishing so oops <laughs> here's the question time um we don't have top secret this week um we'll have some more top secrets soon so uh head over onto discord slash discord and ask your questions i have a couple uh lined up all right great You're ready any plans for products with rt8 72DN. I think that's what the Amoeba is. And okay. so that's what we're okay. carrying. I think it's a nice breakout. And, you know, honestly, it has everything on there. So I would just use that. And if you're going to use it, plug that into whatever, you know, make your own little shield type dev board thing and plug that in. Yeah. Um, so I think this is not out yet, but this is, this is why they can't find it. They said, how do I get my hands on the time of flight? on the breakout i don't see it on the website yeah why well, do we don't, our breakout isn't done yet because um, i just designed the pcb and i only got the code working today but um there are breakouts available on digikey um if you search for that part number you can get the chip but there's also a couple breakout boards available uh question do you all have company titles yeah well we have a cfo i'm have the a CEO, engineer you're engineer i'm yeah. managing director i'm um, blinka shirt wearer yeah. used to be creative director um there's all sorts of uh, titles. You were but, a cat wrangler. Yeah, but I'll say this: uh, we're a pretty flat organization, so folks will have titles that are they'll be directors or seniors or leads. Um, but it is pretty flat, so people don't get too hung up about it. But we're uh, always cool. We don't do things like VP of this, VP of that. We actually uh, have director level, and we have you know C level folks too. Um, next up. Can the induction ring uh, be square, rectangle, triangle, shape, and still work? It can, but it's never going to work as nicely. Um, you're going to get the most efficiency when it's round. Okay, here's a random question. But if you could tell yourself from three years ago any advice, what would it be? You know, we ask this type of question. I would, like, stock movies. up on N95s, masks. That would have been really handy. Yeah. To have, like, ten. Yeah. I think the advice would be kind of the same advice I would tell myself during any times. There's just going to be some ups and downs, and um, the best thing you can do is uh, be good to one another because, like it or not, we're, we're stuck with each other. And so as hard as it is sometimes, if you can remember that, then things will eventually get better. Um, you know, this has been a tough year and a half yeah. for a lot of people. So, and I think the reason why we're coming out the other side um, in a pretty good spot is because the way we treated one another. Um, and I think our customers and all of y'all out there uh, rewarded us for, we did a show every week, we told everyone what's going on, and it was, uh, it was important to a lot of people, and there was a lot of times where we were exhausted and we wanted to stop doing a lot of things, um, but we kept pushing through, and uh, we're really thankful um, for the community and, and keeping us going. So thanks. So that would be the advice. So it's the same. Could, I could send that anytime and it would still still be relevant. Um, next up, I understand the difference between different real-time clocks is typically precision. If I'm creating simple clock using a matrix LEDs or concentric rings, rings is the less expensive PCF8523 enough? I'm trying one now and it's always have a couple of other more precise expensive RTCs. I don't need precision yeah minus. I think a, a PCF 8523 is fine I mean like you know especially since every year you're going to be changing the clock probably to account for daylight savings time and then at that time you'd correct any seconds or minutes off yeah uh, question is there a way to switch power off on through a thin plastic enclosure I have a lipo battery um, plus it'sy bitsy inside a plastic thing, but no way of turning it on off. Thinking a magnet might do it. One for each yeah, through if it's through a plastic case, then uh, you can use one of our door sensors, honestly, which is a, a yeah. reed switch in a mag, you know, in a, in a plastic shell that's mountable, and then you just put the the magnet on the outside. Um, that's one uh, very easy, low cost way to do it. All right, question: Is there any disadvantage to leaving print statements in your code if your project will not be connected to serial? 
one in use? No, they'll just be skipped over. But they do, they take in they take up space in your firmware, right? So that's the only reason why you might want not have them. Okay. Um, do you have a lipo charger with an I square C to report battery level? Um. No, I haven't found any, I don't think. Or maybe the BQ24074 has I squared C, I don't remember. All right. I don't um, think so. I think you need to have a separate uh, fuel cell. They work in different ways, to be honest. Okay, folks use these DIN rails in rainproof boxes. They also, mm. uh, looks like a lot of people use DIN rails, so that's good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, here's... Uh, some advice. Well, check it out in the chat. Uh, Miss Certainty Bruce has some good ones. Life is going to be a lot harder than you imagine. Remember, take care of yourself and be kind to others. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, see, theme. Um, let's see if there's any more coming in here. Um, okay, uh, there's a lot of 63-year-old fans of yours. Yay! Way to go. You got that marked corner there, Lady Ada. Cool. Um, let's see. Uh, didn't rail. People are printing out stuff. I think, I think, I think we might be through all the questions. Well, you know, if you're watching this recorded and you're like, oh, I would love to ask a question, you can always go to Discord and ask questions. We're there all the time. Um, let me just make sure I didn't miss any in any of the other chats. Even though I'm supposed to only look at Discord, um, I think uh, I think we're good. Okay. Okay, those are the Thanks, questions. Thanks, everybody. Oh, wait, here we go. How much experience do you need to gain uh, the title Blinkish Shirtwear. Oh, because you have one. Me. Well, You're the, you have to be me. I would say. I would you have say, to show on the shirt. I would say. Um, so, Noah and Pedro made these shirts. Um, if you were to do something really cool that helped Noah and Pedro, that you might be able to convince them to send you a shirt. But that's completely up to them and you. I have nothing to do with it. But uh, they've been known to um, send shirts to people. But it has to be, you know, for. Uh, oh. There was one other question, sorry. I yeah. This. Okay, our neighborhood has an increase in late night crime. I'm looking to do some analysis. What would be the best light sensor for mapping readings in our neighborhoods? Anything that would go very low lumens, wide range of values. I don't think any of our luck sensors will do the job. I think we have a bunch of light sensors and they're all, they all have pretty low range. I think the, the Vemmel can go down pretty low. Okay. And with that, are the questions. Thanks everybody, perfect timing, exactly yeah. nine o'clock. All right, so let me uh, let me try to pay some bills here. Um, Dinrail, ten percent off in any food store. Uh, I'll probably rail. turn it off at midnight. Dinrail, Dinrail, Dinrail. And uh, special thanks to Dakar, who's running stuff behind the scenes in the Adafruit Slack chat. Special thanks to everyone in the chat. Great questions and commentary and super comments chill and show. More. Yeah, we, yeah, to, we made, wanted to make it really chill today. Y'all made the a, last hour and a half really great. It's, a, it's a been some a day, week. Some days are really hard, but y'all y'all bring it home. Yes. Um, so we'll see everybody uh, next week. Next week is the Ada Box unboxing, but before that is going to be the show and tell. And uh, once again, if um, oh, is it twenty seventh or is it next week? Twenty seventh is next week. Is it really? Yeah. Is 27, oh wow, it is. Wow, time's flying. Why, so, what's the, what? No, it's time's moving really fast. Yeah, that's when we're the unboxing. Yeah. It's, before, yeah, so it's for Halloween. Yeah, seven days. Okay, so we're doing that next week. Um, and, uh, you know, if you don't get your box by Halloween, please be cool. Please like, be cool, we, believe we me. Did, we did everything. We tried. I'm surprised, like we were getting ready to be like, well, it's not gonna ship. But we, we're, we're shipping, it's just yeah, we we shipped out Yeah, we shipped out the parts October 1st. No, sorry, September 27th, and they're showing up on Friday. Yeah. Should have been so, should have been two days was thirty days. Yeah, so um, check that out and uh, don't worry the Adabox like you're gonna have fun with this all year long. Yes. Um, but if this is the end of the world for you, just cancel and come back later. Yes. It's okay. Thank you. No judgment. All right, we'll see everybody next week. This has been an Adafruit production. Bum, bum, bum. Here's your moment of Zener. Thank you.